Welcome to Season 2 of DWI's Community Podcast, hosted by the CYC. We are a movement dedicated to inspiring, mentoring, and building the leadership qualities of tomorrow's leaders. Last season, our focus was promoting inclusivity and raising awareness about organizations making a difference in our community. This season, we're focusing on individuals who are creating impact on the lives of youth. Before we introduce this episode's guest, we would first like to offer a land acknowledgement. Although this gathering is virtual, we recognize that DTBY convenes on the treaty lands of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation and the traditional territory of many nations, including the Haudenosaunee and the Huron-Wendat peoples, also serving as home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. At the Dare to Be Youth charity, we are proud to promote the spirit of helping, sharing, and caring for our neighbors without the expectation that has been exemplified by each of these nations as the first peoples of this land for thousands of years. We wish to acknowledge our gratitude for the ongoing opportunity to live, work, and build community on this land. It is our collective responsibility to care for each other, to care for these lands, and it is past time to turn reflection into action. We challenge ourselves and everyone here today to commit to one tangible next step to move this work forward. Welcome back to DWI's Community Podcast and welcome to the 13th episode of our new season. My name is Cassia and I will be your host for this episode. On behalf of DWI and the rest of our CYC, it is our pleasure to welcome Barbara from Redbird Therapy. DWI has recently partnered with Redbird Therapy for their Katuna Wima project in order to bring youth across the world together at Youth Inspire Community Day on November 5th. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks. Um, It might be important just, uh, it's Kutana Wema for the program, and Kutana means to meet in Swahili. That's good to know. Thank you for sharing that, Barbara. Um, When we start... Just to start off this episode, we always ask our guests to tell the viewers and the listeners a little bit about themselves and what you do. Would you mind sharing that with us? I'd love to. I, uh, I'm a psychotherapist, and I've been doing mental health and addiction work for 35 years, a really long time. And a lot of my work has been in the community, frontline work, uh, working with a lot of folks who are marginalized and I have a lot of barriers in terms of access to getting good care. And uh, I am also currently the clinical director of Redbird Therapy, which is a mental health um, clinic in Toronto that has uh, registered psychotherapists. Oh, that's incredible. And that's definitely Thanks. not something that you hear everyone doing. So that's really <laughs> cool. Um Would you mind telling us a little bit more about Redbird Therapy, Katana we WEMA project. And how did Redbird Therapy first get involved with the WEMA Center? But yeah, it's an it's such a great story. I'll I'm gonna back up a little and tell a little bit about uh WEMA Center. They've been operating for over 25 years, providing uh care, uh rescue, rehabilitation, and reintegration services to kids who are street connected. So kids who are living on the street or living in the dump site in Mombasa, Kenya. And uh, WEMA Center provides amazing, amazing resources, housing, access to school, life skills, healthcare, trauma treatment, 
Um, uh, they have an incredible singing and dancing and soccer program. So this is a program that really just wraps these kids uh, who have had a lot of, you know, difficult life experiences already, just wraps them up in love and care and creates opportunities for them to, you know, uh, for their life to go on a very different trajectory. So for me, um, both individually and as Redbird, we're just so happy to be working with them. And uh, I was introduced to WEMA Center a few years ago. Um, so Farine Sanji, who grew up and uh, is a Kenyan, uh, she and her family have been involved with WEMA Center for a long time. And she had this dream about how do we make something uh, that really supports this program. How do we make it substantial? So when I went to Kenya and I met with the counselors there and the outreach team, I was like, okay, what do you need? You know, what's going to make a difference here? And uh, wanting really to have uh, supports that are informed and directed by the folks who need them, right? So uh, not wanting to walk in and be like, hey, I've got some ideas. Um, but what they said was, uh, they're tired, you know, the, the staff is tired, they work hard, they work in a lot of isolation, they don't have additional resources, and um, the kids themselves are just longing to have really broad connections uh, with folks. So I was like, I think we can do something like that. So we established the Kutana Wema program two weeks in Kenya, a full week at Wema Center, where um, we go on street outreach, we hang out with the kids, we meet with the staff team, uh, we learn from them, they do some teaching with us, and then we bring whatever our skills are. are and um, it's really designed as a knowledge share program, right? It's really about an exchange. And then, um, uh, and then we get to go on safari, which is amazing. Um, so the program as a whole in Kenya is like a very deep transformational exposure and knowledge share exchange. Uh, and then Kutana Wama developed a second component, which is um, a trauma consultation, an international peer trauma consultation program. So for folks who internationally don't have access to peer supports, to additional training, we just uh, created an environment. So Redbird hosts those and um, we get together, we support one another. We talk about trauma treatment in our own environments, um, you know, bring case studies and try and learn from one another. Um, and really, as you can imagine, you know, doing intensive trauma work is hard. Uh, it takes a fair amount of mm, energy and oomph from folks who are doing it. And the more that we can be connected with one another, the easier it is to do that work. So the peer consultations operate in that way. And um, the connection with DTBY is the newest part. It's so amazing because your program is like so deeply committed to youth empowerment in the same way that WEMA is. And so there's this beautiful synergy happening here where we can begin to have uh, youth to youth connections internationally, um, you know, 
we love, of course, folks uh, involved with DTBY to join us in Kenya and meet the kids and learn from their experience. And really, um, you know, like I said, it, the whole piece is about meeting and crossing all of these kind of sociological divides, country divides, ex life experience divides, and um, finding our common humanity. Uh, and I think Kutana Wama does that really well. And I'm just, it's incredible um, to have you uh, joining us in this process. It's amazing to have you guys join us as well. And I really like how you shared that it's never like someone's sharing information or bringing experiences. It's always an exchange. And that's such a good way to put it. And another comment I wanted to add is when you were describing how Redbird therapy, like in my head, I just picture like Redbird therapy with two big arms, just giving a big hug to like the globe. I'm sure you've seen those pictures, but that's exactly what came to mind when you were talking about that. So that's so sweet. Can I just say something about that? Because oh, honestly, when we were there, and if you ask anybody who has already come on on the trip to Kenya, um, they're going to be like, "Yeah, I thought I was going to go in and give them a whole big hug and bring my love," which of course happened. But everybody said, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe how much love we were uh, greeted with, and and the kind of warmth and the welcome and." Um, you know, these kids who have lived through some really, really brutal circumstances just have so much to offer um, that it's kind of shocking to our system to be like, oh, I thought I was doing good work here, but actually I'm an incredible recipient. Uh, I'm sure everyone leaves with such a good feeling after those visits as well. That's mm -hmm. so incredible. So I know you did mention a little bit about how Redbird Therapy got involved with DBY, but how do you guys specifically support our mission of sort of empowering the youth leaders and that aspect of it? Yeah, it's a great, um, you know, there is just this great overlap in terms of mission uh, and vision with DTBY and with the WEMA Center. And in my own career, I started in youth work uh, I worked for a very long time initially with young folks, and um, there is a kind of, I don't know how to describe it. I think, you know, when you're looking at youth empowerment and you're imagining uh, not just like, I know we often have this idea like, oh, youth are the leaders of the future, but I kind of think actually youth are the leaders of today <laughs> because the amount of wisdom, the amount of energy, the amount of insight with the young people that I have met um, is incredible. And I think the more space we make to support youth to do what they are doing now, to realize their dreams, to dream big, I actually think there's a way that, um, uh, you know, as a society, as a culture, as a globe, you know, as this tiny, vulnerable um, little circle that we live on, um, we need the kind of visionary capacity that you have. And so, um, you know, a mentorship role, I think, is only as useful as... Uh, it makes space for youth to really bring their full self and make change here and now, 
you know, and not just be looking ahead, but really in the current day. Yeah, I, I like how you say youth are the leaders of today and not necessarily the future, but I think that's nicely phrased. I'll put it that way. So as we mentioned, the youth from the WEMA Center will be joining us at our third annual Community Day Summit Yay. on November 5th. As you know, this year's theme is impact. So what experiences have you had or underwent, Barbara, that have impacted who you are as a person today? Okay, so I, I find this question pretty funny, I have to tell you, because I'm 57, so I have a lot of experience under my belt. And, um, you know, I was trying to be like, oh, how do I? There has been so many uh, I, you know, I've been very lucky and very privileged in having incredible mentors in my life and incredible experiences. Um, but I, when I think about what's impacted me, I have sort of two categories. I have the category where I have had to face some struggle or some suffering and where someone has showed up for me and been like, hey, you got this. You're going to figure it out. And the thing you are walking through right now is going to make you a better person, a better therapist, uh, you know, a better partner, uh, whatever, make the list. And, um, and I think that happens in everybody's lives. You know, uh, as a therapist, I really get to journey with people in their times of suffering and struggle. And it lets me see how common and human that is and how resilient we are you know when we take the tough moments and find our way through it changes who we are so for sure my life has had its own fair share of uh, struggle and suffering but I also think about that other category of like when you're you know on fire and your dream is happening and you're being a bit of a rock star in this world and people come in alongside of you in those moments and hold you up and cheer you and make space for you and i think for me those moments are when we grow out of uh collaboration and um out of um you know, depth of connection and respect and trust and opportunity. And really out of our joy, you know, out of our desire for what we want to be doing in this world, those moments, I think, for me, just hold such a delicious uh, feeling. And, um, you know, I can think back really clearly to the people in my life who saw me and heard me and said, oh my gosh, like, what you have to offer really needs to be in this world and then made open that door for me or stood beside me while I tried to open the door myself you know I like how you touched on both sort of more of the struggle aspects of um life really and how then there's the other aspects of almost like empowerment and you've got this that sort of thing and I like how you mentioned both because realistically you can't have one and not the other everyone's gonna have both and I think that's really what shapes how people are impacted in different um sort of environments so I know you shared about a bit about how you've been impacted but how are you planning to impact others Barbara mm -hmm. 
find that a tricky question um, because, you know, as a therapist, we walk in a pretty open-ended, a little bit ethereal world. And there's times where in my work, I don't actually know what have I had to offer for this person I'm working with, this client I'm working with, you know, what landed, what stuck, what made a difference. Sometimes they'll tell you, and that feels really great. Um, but sometimes you really, uh, I don't know, there's something about stepping into this world from a place of trust and from a place of, um, from within your own value system where you're like, here's what I believe. I, I do believe that we all contribute to making this world a better place and sometimes a not as good place. And we have to consciously make those choices. And um, so how do you live in line with your value system? And for me, like my core value system is about creating personal and social change. And, um, and I love to do that through art and through, um, storytelling those are my babies so i do that as a therapist um i do that in the kutana wama program i do that when we get to have these kind of mentorship and partnership opportunities uh but i think there's a little piece of magic that you don't have control over where you bring your best self uh from your best intentions from your best values and you know hope <laughs> that you're doing something good in the world and uh on occasion you get that feedback where you're like hey what you said mattered to me it changed how i saw myself you know for me as a therapist if a client says to me like i'm actually okay with who i am you know i feel uh more open-hearted I feel more able to face what life is throwing at me and um, and come through it then I feel like okay I made a difference and I guess I hope with the Kutana Wema program that a little of that will happen um, both in our relationship with the staff there and supporting the staff and in our relationship with the kids where just showing up and being um, who you are in your own life gives them an opportunity to dream what their life could be like and where they might want to go. It's kind of a, a quiet, implicit invitation, I think, to be like, hey, your, your life matters. I see you. And uh, how do I help you do what you want to do and give what you have to give? Um, and so that's what I, you know, that's what I hope for. And sometimes you find out you did it. And sometimes oh, you just live with hoping. <laughs> Thanks for sharing once again, Barbara. Um, I really liked how you sort of touched upon the sometimes all you need is to just show up. And that is such a big takeaway is how you don't always know how you're making an impact or who you're making an impact on, but just showing up can be like you said, you can later find out, yes, it helped. Or sometimes you just live and hoping that it did something. And I know that was a big aspect when you were talking about the kids. So what is the importance, to, according to you, of impacting the lives of young people by just showing up or however else, really? Yeah. You know, when youth 
uh, and young adults uh, have positive impacts in their lives. We know from a statistical place, and I know as a therapist for so many years, that the earlier on uh, that folks get positive influences, the better the outcome is in their individual lives. And when individuals do better, we do better collectively. So this is true. I'm a trauma treatment therapist. Uh, that's my big specialty. And so if folks experience trauma early in life and they get support early in life, their life opportunities radically change for the better, you know? And so um, I think it's an incredible gift to work with youth, young adults, kids, where you're like, I'm making a difference now. Because the truth is, you know, when I work with older adults, we got a lot of repair. We got to go back and uh, manage if it didn't get addressed when they were younger. And I'm sure you can imagine if, if there's a wound early and there's a repair early, how different a life outcome can be. So for me, this stuff is essential to the well-being of the world. I really like that and talking about sort of something that's repaired early on I sort of think of when you have like a cut on your arm and if you get the proper treatment it heals fine but if you leave it and just maybe like pick away the scab then it starts leaving a scar and the scars last a lot longer than <laughs> what would have happened if you just let it heal. That's so. like the perfect metaphor it's awesome yeah. Yeah I really like that analogy and I know you mentioned about having some mentorship and having some amazing leaders who walked alongside you and were there to encourage you along your journey. But how could you have benefited from having more mentorship and more support as a young person? Yeah, I, I, um, I think having somebody who'd lived a bit longer than me alongside for making some of the big decisions where I might have a dream about what I want and I might have a vision about where I'm going but honestly I just don't have enough life experience to know how to get there what are the steps you know how do I pick a university how do I decide which program is better how do I leverage my relationships and my connections um, towards a positive outcome those are skills and that's details that's information content that you know, for me as a younger person, I just didn't have, and um, I would have loved, uh, you can never have too many mentors, I think, in this world, and still, at this age, I have people I look up to and lean into, um, but, but a kind of willingness to open up to the information and um, the strategies that people have lived a bit longer than I have, um, that's, I think, I value, and I would have loved to have more of that as a teenager, for sure. That's I like how you shared the wealth of knowledge aspect of that, and how and even when some people don't look at themselves as mentors, um, it's always good to know that you can actually help someone out because you were in a could be in a similar position they have been before, and but just by sharing your experience or what you thought of or what you went through with someone else can be a big stepping stone in their own journey yeah. yeah and I think even in your shoes like as a teenager and as a young adult there's a swath of folks younger than you who also need that right 
So at most stages of our lives, we have something to offer, you know, whether we're 15 or 16 or 17, or we're like 57 or 67 or 87, right? There's, uh, there's always somebody coming behind you who could use a hand up. I also, I know you mentioned sort of people older, but I also think just looking at the CYC, we've got many members on the CYC who are younger than I am and just looking at them and being, wow, like you're amazing. <laughs> I, I could do that. I don't know how you do that. So yeah. mentors definitely come in all shapes and sizes and ages. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Well, that concludes this month's episode of DWY's Community Podcast. On behalf of the rest of the CYC and DWY, I would like to thank you, Barbara, for joining us today and doing your part to create impact locally and globally. Are you a young person aged 14 to 24 who is looking to make an impact, receive professional mentorship, and build your network? Join myself and DWY on November 5th for our third annual Youth Inspire Community Day event. Registration closes Thursday, November 2nd at 11.59 p.m., so make sure to register before it's too late using the link in our description. The DWY team looks forward to seeing you there and creating impact together. Thank you for listening.